Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? Bill Belichick doesn't just like football. He loves football. They're all good. Yeah, they're all good. So, yeah, every one of them. Treadwell, um, <laughs> Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph. The backs, quarterback, um, they could pick. They're all good. Football! Football! Yeah! 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 Gotta eat! I'm very excited. Very excited. Bill Belichick from a couple years back. All right, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, and our mission statement is very clear and simple on this show. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we all die. And even though this is the dead of the offseason, we are still here every single day bringing the Vikings takes, entertainment theories, wild speculation sometimes. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and uh, this show is presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And boys, what do we love on this show? We love lists. We do. Oh, right? well, we love a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Reckless speculation, lists. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we come one, come all is yeah. our, our statement. And uh, NFL.com has a list. Bucky Brooks, former, he worked in front offices. He was a scout. He played too, right? Wasn't Bucky Brooks yeah. or was yeah. he just as a... Yeah, he played. So uh, he's been around the old game for a long time, right? He's seen a few things in his day. Bucky Brooks from NFL.com. And, uh, and he has a list... That's called, hold on a second, I just clicked on the uh, the other column, quarterback-coach duos that should be on the hot seat in 2021, mm-hmm. okay? What are your guys' thoughts on whether Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins should be on a list like this? I would say pretty automatic, right? Like, I was going to say 100%. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Given their contracts, um, yes. And it, it kind of centers around uh, a few, and, and I'll just go through the list here real quick here. Quarterback, coach, doers on the most pressure. Number one, Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. I don't know that Sean McVay should be like on a hot seat. No. I'm seems, curious. It's like, like a I'm, mistake. It's to more be of a curious. I'm more of a curious just on what, what life is like with them, but I wouldn't say it's a hot seat. And I certainly wouldn't put them one. No. Like it's their first year. Stafford's not exactly done. So. I was really surprised that he ranked that the top one. Number two, Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh under the most pressure. 
a little bit more because of last year was not as yes. good and two years ago was. So this one made a little bit more sense. Um, the only thing is neither is in jeopardy of losing their job pressure-wise unless they completely come apart, which I don't think that they will. So I get this one a little bit more, but I probably wouldn't put them too. I agree. No. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, the write-up says uh, Lamar Jackson has posted a 30-7 and career regular season record and claimed both an MVP award in 2019 while dazzling as an electric dual-threat playmaker, but questions persist about his pocket-passing ability. Uh, number three, Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. I say for sure on Carson Wentz. I don't know. Frank Reich seems to know what he's doing. I don't know if he should be, like, on a hot seat. Uh, Derek Carr, John Gruden. Yes. Yes. That one might yes. be num- – that's probably number one. They're weird. Because I think Gruden is in trouble here at some point in time. I can't decide how, I, how to view the Raiders. I don't think bringing him back was a great idea. But anyway, yes. Ten-year ironclad contract. That one I am on board with and think that's accurate. And then uh, Matt Nagy and then the combination of Justin Fields, yep. Andy Dalton as his quarterback. Yep, that's fine. Right? So do you feel like – Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer were snubbed on this list of duos that deserve to be under pressure for 2000. Yes. Were they snubbed? Yes, a thousand percent. From the list that you just gave us, Phil, take Stafford and McVeigh off, put Kirk and Mike on. Um, yeah, I, if the Vikings don't have a good year, Zimmer's probably not back, right? That's pressure. Hard to see. Cousins, hard to see a path where he's Cousins. Conversely, has 2022 on his contract, but there is immediate pressure here because he's banking on the fact that he's going to get one more huge contract, not good contract. He said he is trying to set himself up to get a huge contract. That's pressure right there. The only thing when I saw this list that I could think of as a plausible explanation for why they didn't make this top five, and this is a damning thing, but it's what what I thought of is. Is Mike seen as such a defensive coach that they don't see the marriage there between quarterback and coach? Because to me, there definitely has to be. But like that was the only thing. Because how do you sit down and look at all of the potential pressure on on a coach quarterback duo and not put Cousins Zimmer on that list? Isn't it weird though? I think you just touched on a really interesting point in that all across the NFL the head coach and the quarterback are essentially tied together, right? I mean, Belichick and Brady for all those years. Yep. Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger have been tied together for like 15 years in Pittsburgh. And then this list is all about Frank Reich tying himself to Carson Wentz and Sean McVay tying himself to Matt Stafford. And the list goes on and on and on. And it's, it's, and John Harbaugh changing their offensive approach and scheme to tie himself to Lamar Jackson. And it's almost like Mike Zimmer has spent seven and a half, eight years trying to avoid tying himself to quarterbacks, right? Kind of saying, hey, I'm tying myself to the defense. And so if the defense gets better, then I should have security. But if the quarterback play is erratic in some form, now he tied himself to Bridgewater. He loved Teddy as a leader. I think he loved the fact that Teddy kind of went along with, like, Teddy's strength was shotgun pistol. He kind of went along with I-formation or uh, Adrian Peterson needing to line up, you know, seven yards behind, hand the ball off, under center, turn around, hand the ball off, run play action, that style offense. Uh, Teddy just kind of went along with what Zimmer and Peterson wanted to do and kind of fit into their mold. 
But but like Mike Zimmer in seven years has done very little to tie himself to quarterbacks. It's, you're right. He went one. out of his way during right. the Case Keenum run to question and rip Case Keenum every week. Like oh yeah we like anytime Case Keenum made a mistake that year and there weren't that many. It was a great season for him. Zimmer would first chance at the podium after the game be like, we gotta be, we gotta be better, you know, taking care of the ball. We can't just be throwing the ball up for grabs, right? Yep. Um, so, I, can you name any other coaches in the NFL that have kind of kept an arm's length distance from their quarterback situation? Not really, because ordinarily, even defensive guys like Parcells and Sims, right? Phil Sims, Parcells tied very closely, and Parcells was a defensive guy. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, I think Zimmer is one of the few who who there is no perceived affiliation between him and his QB, and that's a problem. It, it's an accurate thought, but it's not an excuse, if that makes sense. Like, I, I agree with the thought of he really wants very little to do to almost nothing with his quarterback, but that doesn't excuse it. So, so... The fact that they got left off this list is a little bit damning to me because if you don't see an affiliation between Zim and Cousins, what does that say? Is it possible that they were left off this list because they aren't a duo? That's what I'm saying. But if that's like, the does, perception, does Rick, that's a does, problem. But does I mean? But I mean, like even like does Rick Spielman view them as a duo? Does do, do the Wilfs view okay. Zimmer and Cousins as a duo? Even if they don't, the reality is all, Mike's employment largely is going to ride on what Kirk can do in 2021. So I get what you're saying, and the answer to your questions might be, no, they don't. But if Kirk fails, it's going to cost Mike. And it's in Mike's best interest to accept that, realize it, and not just try and say, I coach defense. At some point in time, I got to believe the I coach one side of the ball and it's not offense is going to bite Zim in the butt, right? Like, that doesn't seem to me to be a an excuse now. It might have 15, 20 years ago, but my God, we're so far down the path of offense dominating this game. Can that really continue to work? Hey, Cousins failed, but it's not me. It's Kubiak. Yeah, I mean, are there any other examples? I think there's a lot of examples the other way around in the NFL where there's an offensive-minded head mm-hmm. coach and they are marrying themselves and, and they're spending the majority of their time molding the offense, calling offensive plays, working with the quarterback – and they sort of outsource defensive scheming and game playing, and they're and they're involved. But I don't know how many examples there are of what we see here with Mike Zimmer, which is the other way, where he's like he's outsourcing. Like, think about this: when the season was over, and Zimmer talked about this, I think it was at the NFL Combine, or maybe it was the like the week leading up to the league year starting. But he basically opened up to the media and the fans, and he said, "All right, we had." A big series of come-to-Jesus meetings when the season was over. We broke down film of all the games. We got all these coaches in a room together. And I'm following along, and I'm thinking, yes, this is great. Self-evaluation, this yep. is amazing. Like You have to evolve as a coach. Yep. And, and then at the end, it was like <laughs> to fix the defense, and which the defense needed to be fixed. But like they did all this soul-searching about how the like, – you know, the NFL has changed and we have to really be in tune with how the NFL has changed and how we have to react defensively to how the NFL has changed. Right. And there was really not that they didn't do some sort of evaluation on the offensive side of the ball, but it was like, yes, that's amazing. You need to also have those same come to Jesus meetings and self-evaluation meetings offensively, too, <laughs> because look at the four teams that were left in the 
you know, there, there were some good defense too, but like the four teams that were left at the end in the conference championship games were four teams that could just snap their fingers and score 30 or 35 points and go on these ridiculous offensive runs. And the Vikings need to be able to do that in 2021, along with having a good defense, if they want to maximize how many wins they can get and how far they want to go in the playoffs. So the problem in my mind is this as well. So Zim outsources the offense only to a certain degree, and then he tries to pull in the reins. That's the problem. So, like, if he outsourced it to to an OC who was just really damn good and said, you know what, that's cool, you run it. I'd still say that's a bit of a problem, but he the problem really gets to be when things aren't going perfect as far as he's concerned. We're not running the ball enough. That he gets back involved, he, he's like the worst type of parent as far as controlling the kids and then taking credit for them. It's like if you're not going to do this, if you don't want to be involved here, then just don't be. Don't come back and, and say, you know what, we need to do more of what they did in 1976. That's run the ball. Because that's the problem. Like, like if I'm Kubiak. Football. If I'm Clint, right, you know what's going to happen here. He's going to have ideas, and he is going to try, I'm sure, in practices, he's tried to install ideas that he likes more than his dad did. I get all that. But you know as well as I do, five games in, if they don't have a good game offensively, Mike's going to come in and lay down the law, and Clint works for him. I'm envisioning uh, uh, in in Happy Gilmore, Ben Stiller's character, where uh, Happy's grandma is is she she's at the old folks' oh, home, God, right? Yeah, you know? I love that. Oh scene. yeah, oh sure, Happy. Yeah. yeah, we're really looking forward to taking care of your grandma. And then when Happy leaves, it's like. Just he just peeks around the corner, yep. throat slash like, role. oh, I got some great ideas for how we can open up the offense on second one here. We're gonna drop, we're gonna play action. Mike Zimmer peeks around the corner, run the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, what a tremendous looking yeah. trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly oh, my, right. Oh, your fingers hurt. Now your back's That's gonna hurt too because you just pulled landscaping duty. That's oh. right. It's <laughs> true. Uh, by the way, I've got, I've got. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, I've got uh, another gaudy Kirk Cousins stat that came across the internet yesterday. But real quick. So we are hiring here at Score North and on Purple Daily. We are hiring someone to help build out our sales team. And so if you have interest, if you have experience in digital sales, ideally digital content sales, uh, but we're open to uh, different types of backgrounds, um, if, you've, if you've sold any sort of digital content or digital product, we'd like to hear from you. You can go to scorenorth.com, and there's a keyword bar. You can type in keyword account manager, but we are hiring on the sales side uh, thanks to all you guys here on Purple Daily and on Mackie and Judd. It was a really tough first half of 2020, but uh, we've basically doubled our podcast audience, including YouTube and the and the people who watch the show on a daily basis over the past year. So uh, we're just seeing awesome growth. Thanks to all you guys, and uh, we're looking to build out our team on the sales side. So scorenorth.com, keyword account manager, if you think you have what it takes to help take us to the next level. It'll be fun. Football. And you can work with Judd. Yeah, you can work with me. I will learn your name. Wow. Which I dude. can't say for many people I mean, come in this on. building. What I will you learn your name. I can't tell you now that people are back in the office that when I hear Judd getting coffee, I hear a hello. Because he doesn't know their name. So it's just, hello. Somebody introduced <laughs> themselves to me. Nice guy. I think it was Andrew. Is that correct? Yeah, from, from KS. See, yeah. I remember his Andrew name. Andrew Kwaska. Yeah, yeah very dude, nice yeah, guy. He's a big, guy. Fan, big fan of the show. So I remembered his name. I will learn your name. It's amazing. There's been people. We used to play a game on the old radio show where uh, we'd do game show Friday. And so 
Judd is famous for not knowing the names of people that he sees in the hallway every day in the Hubbard building. Oh, I have no idea. Been there for 10 plus years, and there's people that it's too late now. Like, it's been 10 years, right? And uh, we would quiz Judd is this the name of a coworker you see every day, or is it, you know, whatever, a guest contestant on. Celebrity chef or something. I failed miserably. Judd's batting average was pretty bad. I failed, and it was not, and it was not a joke. It was not a setup. It was real. I will learn your name and say hi to you once per week, unless you come to me with with the sales opportunity, in which case we can sit sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. Besides that, though, I'm not going to look at you in the hallway every single day and say hi. Okay. No, no eye contact. Just keep your head down. So uh, this next thing I'm going to present to you guys, I just want to send a warning out there. If you are listening or watching and you are a Kirk Cousins stan, this question might be triggering. Okay, This okay. question might be triggering. <laughs> this is just a logical question that's born and bred out of curiosity. Okay, I'm just going to pose it. I'm not looking for a fist fight. Just looking for a good, honest discussion about the highest paid player on the team, and the, and the driving force for the Vikings' wins and losses, Kirk Cousins. Okay? Oh, boy. Here we go. So Zach Drapkin works in football analytics for both the Ravens and pro football focus. He's a young football analytics. Nice. Uh, I believe he's in the football ops department as an intern for the Ravens. He has a Twitter following, PFF. And he posted a chart the other day showing quarterbacks in the NFL under pressure. So it was like a... One of those like plot graphs, right? So yep. under pressure and then clean pocket. And the goal of the exercise was to show you which quarterbacks are the best under pressure and which quarterbacks are the best with a clean pocket. And six quarterbacks ranked near the top on both parts of the chart. They were just great last year statistically under pressure or not under pressure. Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins. And so add that to the list. I mean, it's we, you know, we've spent time this entire offseason. We probably have at least one Kirk Cousins discussion every single week. I mean, it is amazing how many stats you can find all across the Internet, this being one of them, that point you toward Kirk being a top-end quarterback, not only in the NFL now, hmm? but, like, this dude has the sixth-highest passer rating in the history of the NFL. The history of the NFL. Mm -hmm. He's got the sixth highest passer rating. Uh, he has the third highest completion percentage in the history of the NFL. And now, you know, this latest from a football analytics writer. And so, and I tweeted this out, uh, and it generated, shall we say, much discussion the other day. And I want to pose the question to you guys. When you see all these stats, and you can find any number of things that show you either now or historically that Kirk Cousins puts up gaudy, ridiculous, like historical numbers. I think it means one of two things, and you have to basically choose one of these two things. Maybe there's some gray area, but either A, he's amazing, and he's on the level of some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the, the Rodgers, the Bradys, and historically all the, like the Drew Brees, et cetera. And the reason why his teams are 500 since 2012 is because the infrastructure around him is so bad. The coaching over 10 years, the skill position players, offensive line, defense, right? That like all those things are bad around him for nine years. And he is so good that he is dragging those dead bodies to, to a 500 record in his career, right? So like that's truth number one, potentially. 
Truth number two is maybe all these numbers, historically, the, the, the analytics from this last year, maybe there's something off. Maybe there's a disconnect between where he ranks in some of these numbers versus how they actually translate to winning football games. That maybe there is some sort of missing chip or some sort of immeasurable thing that doesn't show up in a box score or in a PFF report uh, that that either leads to his teams being closer to 500 or leads to his teams not going deep in the playoffs. Is there a gray area between the two, yes or no, and which one would you lean toward if I'm right on those two different reactions to the numbers that he puts up? Oh, there probably is some gray because there often is. But what I would lean towards is a very simple thing. This is why you watch the games. Because basically what you have to do with any uh, statistic or analytic that you want to break down is you also need to go in into them and actually separate when things are done. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a fantastic second half last year in week one against the Packers, and the team was buried by then. And it wasn't all his fault, but it's all garbage. I mean, it didn't. You watched it, and you thought to yourself, okay, this is great. It means nothing. Um, I think if you look at Kirk Cousins' most important games and you also break those down, you can find red flags as well. So, yeah, it's probably some gray, but the reality is this is why you have to watch games. It's it, Because if you don't, like, you can go grab any statistics that you want to grab um, and, and justify a person's existence or their excellence or lack thereof. But until you actually sit down and watch them play, you don't have a really good grip on who they are and what they do and the issues uh, that come up. So it, it means nothing to me, good or bad. It really doesn't because you don't bury Kirk either. I mean, Kirk is statistically not bad. He's very good, to your point, Phil. So it's not like, oh, Kirk Cousins sucks. He doesn't suck. Is he worth – the question always comes back to this in a salary cap league at least. Is he worth what he's being paid? And when it matters most, can he drag your team to wins? Because that's what the great quarterbacks can do. They they go into the week 17 game against the Bears in 2019 and say, we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose this game. And I and I don't care how we win it, but I'm going to find a way. Kirk doesn't have that chip and that capability. So, I mean, we'll always go back and talk about this. And Kirk Cousins, when he walks away from the Vikings, unfortunately for the franchise, is going to leave as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's also a very damning thing to say about a franchise that uh, began in 1961. But, yeah, I mean, I can see this both ways. But Kirk Cousins, ultimately, when you watch him play – does he perform like you need him to consistently? And the answer is unfortunately no. I guess, and I'll throw it to Declan here because I want your thoughts, but I, I think my biggest question is he, we spend all this time trying to figure out how to make this roster perfect around him, right? And, and that, should, you know, that should be the goal with any quarterback. You should look to get your quarterback, whether he costs a million or $40 million, and you should look to build a great roster however you can around that player. But I think now that now that he's played in over a hundred games as a starting quarterback, going back nine years, <clears throat> excuse me, and his record is exactly five hundred. All right, so his his team around him, including him, is a five hundred team. I don't think they've ever won eleven games, but I don't think they've ever gone three and thirteen. Like they're always just sort of eight and eight, seven and nine, little ten win here a couple of years ago, right? So how can he be popping up as a top five? PFF quarterback as a top five or six 
you know, this plot graph that we just threw out there? How can he have the sixth best passer rating ever? And he can show up on all these all-time lists. And all the other quarterbacks around him, the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, right? All these guys, their teams over the course of 10 plus years are well over 500. They have Super Bowls. They go deep in the playoffs, right? So how can, so he's either, these are either like the most fool's gold of stats that you've ever seen, or he is amazing. He is Drew Brees. And the garbage around him is like, and we we just aren't paying enough attention to how bad the things have been around him in Minnesota and Washington, and like he should really be put on a pedestal, and everybody else should be on a hot seat. Like that's what I'm having trouble wrestling okay. with here. Okay, the poster child. So at the end of the day, when Kirk is done playing, the poster child season for Kirk's career and pretty much his teams as well, 2020. The Vikings last year. It's perfect. It encapsulates Kirk. Bad start by everybody, including Kirk. So I'm not dumping on Kirk here. I'm saying Kirk got off to a bad start. The entire team did. It's hopeless, right? You're one in five. You come out of your bye week. You get hot. Kirk puts up marvelous stats. He goes on a great run. This is awesome. You might get in the playoffs. Matters most now because there's a chance with the extra seed to get into the playoffs. They fall apart again. That's the poster child, man. It's right there. Kirk's career is right there in 2020. It's perfect. And it's why he needs to get off to a great start this year and have a great year all around. Because statistically, you can accumulate anything that you want. But a large chunk of that is taken from a phenomenal run that the Vikings went on when they were 1-5. and five. That's Kirk. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's that's so them. weird because you can. It's teams. I see, I see like Vikings bloggers putting up, you know, like how great he is in the fourth quarter. But then, like, when you start to splice some of this stuff up, right, look at his numbers for last year. They all look amazing. Well, he was second in turnovers, and a lot of those turnovers came early in the season when the slate was clean. He led the league in turnovers through, like, six games. They were 1-5. and five. Then, when the season's over at 1-5, and five, he plays amazingly, like you said, until they get kind of back in the playoff mix, and then all of a sudden, like, his play gets a little bit more erratic. And even within the fourth quarter, when you look at his stats, when you when you slice and dice like within six minutes and the game is within two scores, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. But early in the fourth quarter, so it's like you can slice and dice a lot of different ways. And I guess I just wonder, okay, how, are these just fool's gold or is there is there is there more credit to be given to him and he just needs better things around him? What do you think, Declan? Look, I I kind of despise when people compare him to Drew Brees, and I know the statistics line up there. Like, remember the run for Drew Brees in the middle of this last decade when the Saints basically missed the playoffs for four to five years? It was the punishment base with the bounty gates. They missed out on draft picks. They went seven and nine in four out of five years. They did have an eleven and five sandwich in there, but they were seven and nine in four out of five seasons. And those seasons, Drew Brees was still unbelievable, still a Pro Bowl quarterback, still knocking on the door of being a, you know, one of the best in the league. But those defenses for the Saints were terrible. The defenses for the Saints in 2012, 31st in points, 2014, 28th, 2015, 32nd, 2016, 32nd. Those defenses were terrible. Now, last year's Kirk, the Vikings defense was pretty bad, but he's also had two really damn good defenses in his first two years here, and he wasn't able to still figure it out. So, like, there's always just this excuse with him that I like I don't see that with Drew Brees and by the way Drew Brees earned the right because he actually went and won a Super Bowl in 2009 and had playoff success prior to that as well Kirk Cousins has one playoff win 
in his entire career. Like, it's it's so not fair to put him and Drew Brees in the same conversation. I don't think that's accurate at all. And the perception, too, with the analytics compared to, you know, your eye test, that's the thing. That That's what we say in sports all the time. This goes in hockey and baseball and football and basketball. You have to match that with the evidence in front of you. If you're just looking at the Excel spreadsheet data, I'm telling you that's exactly why the old-timers or people who dismiss analytics think you're a moron because you're just looking at an Excel sheet and you're not actually watching the game. Does does Kirk have because I, I think this clears up the questions. If you were to rank quarterbacks in in categories, an A, a B, a C, and a D, for instance, where would Kirk fall as far as clutch gene goes, just from eye test? B, C. Eye test alone. Eye test alone. C. I'd say C. Or I would D. say I would say D. Yeah, but I mean I that to D. me is the most important thing because what. It, what Drew Brees, what I saw him do here yeah. in, in the Miracle game, which the Vikings won because, to, to Dex's point, the Saints' defense stunk. But what I saw Drew Brees do here, down at halftime, the Saints looked dead. Yeah. And he brought them back. And I'm telling you, as a sports fan, that was one of the most impressive and cool things to watch. Because mm-hmm. that building's erupting. And this guy, like, just dink, dunk, bang, 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 right? And you're like, oh, my God, he's, like, not phased at yeah. all. You tell me. You tell me that Kirk could consistently do that. And what people are going to come well, back and say is the, the Saints at the Superdome. Okay, that's one game. But I'm saying the consistency of the clutch gene. Yeah. Well, and then again, like there there are fourth quarter numbers when you take the whole fourth quarter that will show he had the most touchdown passes or um, you know whatever. If you're looking at passer rating or QBR or whatever. But. I've done the research, and we've talked about it on this show. When you just look at the last six minutes in his career as a starting quarterback, the last six minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime, game within two scores, so game still in question, and his passer rating and other numbers are among the worst of any starting quarterback in the league. And that shows you that when the defense knows what you're going to do and when the pressure is the highest, he gets a little clammy. And the, that's the eye test to me is like, man, this dude just – and sometimes the offensive line is getting bowled over too, and so he's obviously he is not getting helped out as often as some other teams with better offensive lines. But I don't know. I just I don't know. I I brought it up because I saw that stat come across, and it was like I saw I saw Charchian dunking on people who criticize Kirk, and it's like, all right, well if he's as good as everyone says he is, and these stats say he is, then why are his teams five hundred? Why? Well, it's a team game. Okay, then. My God, he must have the most garbage teammates and coaches for nine years in the NFL, and that's not being talked about nearly enough, and people aren't being held accountable nearly enough if that's the case. But uh, I have a feeling this will just be a continuing discussion until they. You know what? This season, this season, man. No, this season. <laughs> You've you got it all around you now. You yeah. got it all. Uh, I do have it. Is trivia Tuesday here on Purple Daily, and I do have for you guys. A Vikings quarterback-related trivia question. Right. I'm going to give you guys three collectively, you and Declan together, okay. three wrong answers, or I win. All right? Okay. I'm looking for, speaking of bad offensive lines and Kirk Cousins, okay? He's one of them. Vikings quarterbacks in history who have been sacked 35 times or more in a single season. Kirk Cousins is one of them. There are six others. Okay, hold on a second right. here. Tommy Kramer has talking to be... Talking amongst, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Ta- hold on. Tell me when it's an official guess. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Kramer has to be one of them. Dante. Is that an, Are these official no, guesses? No, no, or? no, not, nope. not yet. We're talking among our, <laughs> amongst ourselves. Uh, Dante. Dante. Um, all right. Uh, hold on. Um, Warren Moon was... Uh, Warren Moon... Those are good lines. 
Was Teddy? Pretty, pretty statuesque. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Warren Moon. Or was he? I don't uh, know. Hold on. Hold on. There's, uh, hold on. There's six. Six, including, uh, not including cousins. Not including cousins. Six, Tarkin- six more. Tarkington early on might have been just right. because they were an expansion I, I, team. Actually, I'll tell you, uh, sacks weren't counted uh, for much of oh, okay. the so this, this goes to, oh, Okay, so if so, are we going from the time that sacks became an official stat? Because that's 82. Uh, yes. Oh. Well, that changes. Sorry, okay. I should have clarified that. Yeah, that's... Sorry, this is, my bad. Yeah, come on. Try to dupe us, Dex. Okay, Kramer... Dante, um, Moon could be a choice. I, I'm trying to think of they had a ton of quarterbacks that didn't play enough mm-hmm. to probably be sacked them. Like Salisbury played a mm-hmm. lot, but I don't know they played a lot enough in a season to get sacked that many times. That's a lot. By the of way, sacks. Judd, Judd and Declan thinking out loud about this trivia question is presented by Federated. Federated's been around for over a hundred mm-hmm. years think in the state of Minnesota. No. Yeah. no, you could think think he, yourself. He's derailed us. I don't want to think too Federated much. Federated is here to help business owners. Oh, I don't want Peace of mind. They have uh, all kinds of tools and uh, resources and products and services tailored to your needs. And they understand that time is money. And so Federated gives clients access to the resources and information they need. Find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business right. to protect you. Okay, right, the- let, let's knock off some. Let's just get these out. All right. Wow. Well, let's, let, at least let's cross them off the list so we're not you like, oh, it's three wrong guesses. Um, wow, okay. Tommy Kramer's Tommy one Kramer. of them. That is correct. Okay. Dante. One you're saying six. Dante? Okay. Dante is another one. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, let's that's two, two of six. Brad Johnson. Four more. Brad Johnson. That's official? Yeah. Damn. Brad Johnson is incorrect. Okay. Guessing Jeff George had a pretty good I mean, that was the same era, so I'm guessing Jeff that's George. That's a decent line, yeah. Probably was a good line. I mean, T-Jack, although scr- I mean, yeah, T-Jack could be it. TJ. Okay, so so, so who, who were the children's quarterbacks? They were TJ. Kelly Holcomb didn't play enough. Ferrat. Gus Ferrat. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think Ferrat though. Oh, like Ferrat yeah, started Ferrat. like what thirteen games. Yeah. So he would have had to been T-Jack sacked started. like three times a game. I don't. I don't he think... did get hurt. Um, That's a lot of stuff. Those lines were broke good. Broke his transverse process. It was very very sad. Those lines were transverse good. process. It's a it's a freaking. Oh, you know what, Judd? What about Bradford? Transverse process. What about Bradford? Sure. Is that an official yep. guess? Yeah, Bradford. Bradford. That is correct. Statue-esque, full-sleeves Sam Bradford was sacked 37 times in 2016. Oh, boy. All right. So, we so got you have two th- wrong guesses left, and you have three, three quarterbacks on the board. Three. Do, do we think Warren Moon should be on this he list? scrambled a lot. Eh, yeah. He didn't really scram- yeah, no. he didn't scramble as much by then. Uh, stereotyping. stereotyping. Not stereotyping. I'm I literally guessed. Um, yes mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, let's go with Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Warren Moon is correct. Yes. Cool. Okay. okay, so One, two more. Two, three, he was that four. was like flak jacket Warren Moon by the nineties. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah, he, had slow, he, yeah. he was running he around was, in the eighties a little yeah. bit more, but he was flak jacket Warren Moon in the nineties. Okay, who else was in the so in the children's era then we had Favre who had a good offensive line, although did Favre in that right. la, in, in that last year in two thousand ten, did he killed. play enough? Because he did get killed. I just don't remember if he <sighs> But yeah, I don't remember if he played enough to started like twelve or thirteen games at most. A ponder, no, because he did scramble. Ponder, ponder, I don't think so. He Even, scrambled. Like enough. He started obviously the sixteen games, but I, yeah, I think that line was pretty good, and yeah, he was All right, dumb so enough need, to run five yards. So forward. we need two more post nineteen eighty two. Wade Wilson. Wade I'm Wilson. Defer to you. Wade Wilson one. played a ton in the eighties. Okay, they had a decent offensive I'm, line, but I mean, they quarterbacks got sad. I'm cool with it then. if you're cool with it. Wade Wilson. 
Wade Wilson is incorrect. Okay. That is two wrong answers. So it's it's still, still two quarterbacks <clears throat> on the board right, here. Dex. Okay. Um, so we got... Well, okay. Is, oh, Kirk's one of them. I already got that one. Shoot, sorry. I'm just like trying to go down the history listen. Yeah. Case... Case was able you to. Want, do you want a hint here? Sure. Do you want a hint? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Like, go, in all of your banding, about one name has been mentioned, one has not. Okay, so I would guess it's Favre. It's up to you, Dex. Not ready to put Favre in there just yet. Um, so our our candidates would be then Favre. This is great. I love this. T Jack. Mm-hmm. Ponder, who I don't think Ponder. Hmm. RFT Jack Ponder. I don't think Jeff George. Six is a lot. Cunningham. We're being asked to do a lot of Probably, work here. A lot of heavy Cunningham lifting. Was, well, no, was no. Good line no, I wouldn't say it's Cunningham. No. I, lo- I love how now you're lashing out at the number. Now it's like this was a lot. Now that you know, now that you know that you're about to fail here, Th- you, now you're lashing out yeah, at me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe. Let's let's go with Favre. I can see I all can right. see Judd like in Fiad class in high school, like a mile. What do you mean? Like he's like three quarters of the way through, yep. just out of I gas. Did really oh, well. a mile. You're asking did, me to run a I mile. I did really what well. Is you... Ridiculous. All right, Favre. Favre. Brett Favre is incorrect. In fact, Brett Favre missed my arbitrary cutoff of 35 sacks by one sack in 2009 okay. when he was sacked okay. 34 times. All right. The other two correct answers were Teddy Bridgewater, who was sacked I wouldn't have got uh, 44 times I wouldn't have got. in 2015. Okay. My that. God. All right. And then uh, this one this is probably unfair for Declan, but Steve Dills was never sacked 37 oh, times. Zero. I thought of in Dills and never thought of I thought Wade Wilson before <laughs> Steve Dills. Okay. I'm mad at Teddy. I should have known. I should have gotten that one. That line was. Nah, we're fine. You know what? Phil I, asked a lot for us. I mean, tri- Trivia Tuesday should have a, a less than six person limit on it. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean I, I'm just, I just for that next right week. I'm, I'm going to give you a 10 next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm just telling you right now. All right. Wow. All right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, and uh, we appreciate everyone who comments in the YouTube comment section, clicks the subscribe button, and gives us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple. We'll see you guys tomorrow.